Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Title 42. Number two, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer toy with a gas price package. Number three, some news on the campaign front. All right, let's get to it. The top story leading Punchbowl News AM is coming out of what we reported last night in the PM edition, where that Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not happy with the Biden administration's handling of Title 42, the pandemic-era policy that limited immigration through the U.S.-Mexico border. So as our premium subscribers learned last night, House Democratic leaders worry that if reinstating Title 42 comes up for a vote as part of a Ukraine aid package, which is something Senate Democrats or Senate Republicans rather have pledged, Democrats wouldn't have the votes to defeat it. Last night, several top House Democrats vented about the administration's handling of Title 42 during their leadership meeting. This, of course, would be a huge embarrassment for the Biden administration. The CDC has decision-making authority on invoking Title 42, but the White House pays the political price for this situation. As I'm sure many of you have been tracking, there is a growing number of House and Senate Democrats breaking with the White House here, and pressure from the Hill is growing over an expected migrant surge at the border when Title 42 is lifted on May 23rd. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is unveiling a new plan for dealing with the southwest border today. We've got the full memo outlining Mayorkas' new plan in the newsletter this morning, and I would suggest you read it. He is also testifying before the House Homeland Security Committee today and the House Judiciary Committee tomorrow. HHS Secretary Javier Becerra will be in front of House Energy and Commerce today and I would expect him to get a lot of questions on this topic, too. If moderate Democrats were hoping for a dramatic solution to the migrant crisis or a reversal of the Title 42 decision, they're going to be disappointed. The proposal includes none of that, though Mayorkas admits that the Biden administration can do little on this issue unless Congress acts on immigration. And that's not going to happen at this point, barring some dramatic reversals, certainly not before the summer months leading up to the midterm election. So Republicans are also going to note that Mayorkas' plan does not include completion of President Donald Trump's border wall or call for a big new expenditure to deal with anticipated migrant surge once the use of Title 42 ends. Um, Here are some highlights of the Mayorkas six-pillar plan, as they're calling it. One, the Biden administration is, quote-unquote, surging resources, including personnel, transportation, medical support, and facilities to support border operations, the memo states. DHS and other federal agencies will, quote, continue to strictly enforce our immigration laws using Title VIII and other existing authorities. CPB will speed up its ability to process migrants either for release inside the United States to await adjudication of their asylum claims, further detention or expulsion. DHS is also bolstering the capacity of non-governmental organizations, those NGOs, to receive non-citizens after they have been processed by CPB and are awaiting the results of their immigration removal proceedings. DHS is targeting and disrupting the transnational criminal organization and smugglers, the memo says. And the Biden administration is also working with other Western Hemisphere nations to deter illegal immigration. So 
a lot of things in here to unpack about how the Biden administration is trying to get ahead of this expected surge at the border. This is something that's really important to just take a step back at first, though, because often the Biden administration is feeling the heat from Republicans on a variety of political issues. But this is one where Democrats are also stepping up their angst about the handling of Title 42, in particular, the concern that a lot of de Democrats have, including Pelosi, about the way they've handled it is because she believes this debate has put politically vulnerable Democrats at risk. Based on our understanding of the vulnerable Democrats' concern, this DHS memo may not hit the spot. So something to watch, and we will continue to co be covering this very closely. Um, also, just a quick reminder, I'm going to be interviewing Representative Patrick McHenry, the Republican from North Carolina, this morning at 9 a.m. on equitable access to credit and his plans for the Financial Services Committee next Congress. We'd love for you to join us for that. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Pain at the pump. We've got some news. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer huddled Tuesday on gas on a gas price package. This is pretty big news. Obviously, there's a lot of concern among Democrats about inflation, and they are now trying to discuss putting together a package to try to get gas prices under control. Pelosi also spoke with White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain about the issue during a phone call Tuesday. So what can they do? Schumer Pelosi's main focus at the moment is to craft a bill to give the Federal Trade Commission more authority to police price gouging by oil companies. Top Democrats would love to get a bill through Congress by Memorial Day. That is going to be a huge push, obviously, just about a month here to get that done. But several Democrats are already privately admitting that that timeline seems out of reach. Congress is also aiming to pass COVID preparedness funding, a Ukraine aid package, and begin the process of passing a massive technology innovation bill in the next few weeks. Finding something that can get the support of 60 senators on this issue will be exceedingly difficult as well. House and Senate Democrats have a bevy idea of ideas when it comes to lowering gas prices. Lawmakers have suggested everything from a gas tax holiday to sending Americans checks to offset the rising cost of gas. Pelosi previously has been cool to a gas tax holiday and direct payments could never get the support of 60 senators. So you start to see here how quickly things get complicated to get it actually done. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the campaign. We've got a new ad from Josh Mandel, who's vying for the GOP nomination for Senate in Ohio. And it's all based on the culture wars. It's called Cultural, and it includes Mandel's three children. The spot says... Boys are boys, girls are girls, Black Lives Matter is racist, and the Bible is, quote, a book of love, not hate. Mandel, of course, had hoped for former President Donald Trump's endorsement. However, Trump endorsed J.D. Vance in the race, not Mandel. Uh, we also reported yesterday morning about Senator Bill Cassidy, the Republican from Louisiana, raising money for Jennifer Strahan, the Republican primary challenger to Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. While MTG also has a Democratic challenger, Marcus Flowers. Flowers has raised a stunning $7 million this cycle and has $1.9 million on hand. He raised $2.4 million in the last quarter alone. Of course, long-shot candidates running against controversial lawmakers often raise big money, and MTG has a solidly red district, and this is shaping up to be a strong Republican year. Flowers is out with his second ad airing in the Chattanooga, Tennessee market. It's a bio spot on his background, and at the end, he says he will fight for, quote, everyone who has been left behind. 
certainly an interesting race to watch. One other thing I just want to note for folks, um, we are also reporting that Betty Thompson, the Democrat from Mississippi who's chairing that select committee investigating the January 6th insurrection, says the panel will hold public hearings in June. Thompson has also said the panel will just do one final report in the fall instead of releasing an interim report followed by a final wrap-up. And with that, thanks so much for listening on what is turning into a very, very busy week. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.